Our top story tonight, Jackson Smith in Jigba. The internet is buzzing. What is this Seahawks offense actually going to look like? Will they really run more three wide receiver sets? Or is this just going to be Pete Carroll's offense as always too tight and heavy? We've got that. We've got rookie talk with our guy, the editor for Player Profiler, Seth Diewald here on Player Profiler today. Is the editor the mistake fixer? It's Sethi D in the house. Fantastic to be here, Jack. I, I'm excited, man. It's been a while since I've been on the show. And you've been doing great things, player profiler today. I'm not if I'm not on the show, I'm watching the show to find out what's going on in the NFL to get the latest scoops. There's no better place to be than right here with Action Jack. No, there is not. I'm happy to be back with you here. Toronto Dave is happy to be back. Apparently, I'm having some audio issues, so hopefully we can fix that. Scarlet got disconnected, and then it started playing. There you go. There we go. That was quite That's... silly, but yeah, audio just, just disconnected a little bit. Hopefully, we're good now? I think so. You're kind of going in and out, but I think mostly good. Oh, goodness. Um, Okay, that's a, that's a lot better. That's a lot better when you when you spoke there. So, I think okay. you're good. I think you're good. I think you're good. See, the mistake fixer strikes again. <laughs> this is why we have you here on the show, Seth. Hey, you know, I'm I'm good for something some days, and other days, well, maybe not. But hey, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're. You know, technology. I tell you, sometimes I was I was in an interview the other day, and the headset, the Bluetooth headset was connected. It was working fine. StreamYard, like lights up green, everything's fine. And then you get into the, the, the interview and then that happens. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't hear anything. And that you're thinking the whole time, what happened? And there's no good reason for it. You, you, you exit, you come back in, everything's fine. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes things just don't make sense. And that's fine. That's life, you know? That's life. That's the way it is. But we're here and we're happy to be here trying to make sense of it all with all of you. Toronto, Dave, Franz, Franz, the Harry Snowman, Jonah's Walls, so many friends here on the show. Jamie, always happy. Yes, I was just on Instagram 30 minutes ago making appearances around. We're going to start having some different hosts on Instagram. Player profiler, man. I'll tell you, some special things are happening. We're going places. If you're not along for the ride yet, now's a great time to hop on the the ride on the train or whatever uh, vehicle that you'd like to go to a destination with. That's what you need to get on to, with Player Profiler, so because more exciting things are happening behind the scenes that I can't even that we can't even talk about yet. It's just just be around for it, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, just keep your eyes out. Some special things are coming. And if you want to capitalize on those special things, make sure you sign up for the all-in package. Get $10 off with promo code JACK. And then with the all-in package, with all the information you get there, you can use it and make some money over on Rival Fantasy Podfather. Take it away. Oh, baseball season's heating up. It's all about baseball right now. You know, eh, baseball, baseball. Yeah, baseball is the most exploitable 
of the sports, especially on Rival Fantasy, RivalFantasy.com. Go there now. They have the fantasy book where you can take over under a certain number of fantasy points, and they have challenges where you can take player X or player Y. I get great pleasure out of fading Mike Trout into oblivion. And then don't forget about Fantasy Bingo, where you can say, okay, I think Acuna's going to steal a base today. I think that Freddie Freeman's going to have two hits based on the matchup. The lefty-righty and the pitcher-quality matchups that you could exploit are unlike any other sport. Go to RivalFantasy.com. Use the promo code PLAYER. They refund any losses up to 50 bucks, and they are a great supporter of Player Profiler. Everything we do, this show in particular, is only possible because of Rival. RivalFantasy.com. The promo code is PLAYER. We love our friends over at Rival. Go make some bets, and one player that people are making bets on on either side of the spectrum is Jackson Smith in Jigba. What do we think about him? Because the big talk is, well, the Seahawks, they just run two tight end sets all the time. They're three wide receiver sets. They run at less than 60%. JSN, he's going to be like early career Chris Godwin. He's not going to see the field enough. What do you think? Is this true or are the Seahawks going to see a fundamental shift? Well, they should. Uh, it depends on what they do in Seattle. They definitely should throw the ball more. I mean, look at their receivers, for Christ's sake. I mean, they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba with the number 20 overall pick. Fan great pick by the Seahawks. And now, now you've got the best wide receiver core in the NFL, so I don't know why you wouldn't throw more. Last year, they threw more than they ever did with Russell Wilson. A lot of people don't know that. 573 passing attempts. I think that put them at number 13 in the NFL percentage-wise. So there's that tells me, and I know they have Kenneth Walker, and they, they drafted a pass-catching running back in Zach Charbonnet. Maybe that's a hint. I, th I think they definitely should throw the ball more. Now, if... See, the, the only question is Pete Carroll, right? Because Pete Carroll is old, crusty coach, loves to grind in between the tackles. They should definitely throw the ball more, and I think there's definitely room for JSN in this offense. I think he's an amazing player. So I, in, in fantasy, I'm taking shots on JSN at his current ADP because I think he's being a little bit undervalued right now, and I think this offense has some room to grow in the passing game. They should pass the ball more. But we'll see. It, it, I mean, it just depends if Pete Carroll gets in the way or not. I think you and Harry Snowman have put it just perfectly. The throng will be more. It's not a shift in philosophy. It's a shift in the player talent. It is adapting to who you have. And this is what Jill and I just talked about on Instagram is it's not all of a sudden going to be wide open like the Kansas City Chiefs, where there's three wide receivers, four wide receivers on every play. But they're going to jump from 58% to, say, 65%. It's going to be a difference. JSN is going to get his. He's going to see enough. It's going to be okay. It's still going to be a struggle early on as he adapts to the NFL. This is just something that happens. But Pete Carroll doesn't call the plays. He has influence yeah. on it. But he is not the guy who makes those decisions. That is Shane Waldron, who came from, oh, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. So now we have DK Metcalf as the Brandon Cooks stretch receiver on the outside. We have Tyler Lockett as the Robert Woods, the Z who moves into the slot. And we have Jackson Smith and Jigba as who? Oh, yeah. Cooper Cup. Uh, yeah. He he looks, I mean, the, doesn't he remind you just that get open anytime kind of Amon Ross St. Brown is the guy that I think of or Cooper Cup I mean you don't need to run fast to get open and in college I mean he was on the same field with some of the best receivers in the NFL like Chris Olave Garrett Wilson 
outperformed them all. So, I mean, this is a fantastic prospect in what could be the best offense in the NFL. Oh, that it sounds crazy when you say it, but it really could be with how Geno Smith takes care of the football, how this run game can get going because the Seahawks could very well get up early. What, the thing I said is they're never going to stop running on first down. It's still going to be a run on first down on every play. But sometimes instead of running again on second down and having to throw a deep ball to DK, they'll pass on second down now from time to time. And that will be a good thing. This offense can be explosive. Kenneth Walker is a home run hitter. DK is a home run hitter. JSN, even though he didn't run the blazing 40, he can be a home run hitter. This, I'm a, this, it's, it's hard not to root for the Seahawks. I know, and you take into the account into the the fact that Gino is Gino Smith's first time as a starter last year. You got to think they have even more trust in him now. I mean, the ceiling's the roof. I think. I mean, I, I could see him passing six hundred times this year. It wouldn't shock me. Oh. I mean, they, they hit they hit five seventy three last year without JSN. So, oh, you're getting anyway. me excited. You are getting me yeah. excited. Sounds as though the Panthers aren't as excited about their passing game. Their receiver coach says that their wide receivers are currently under construction. We know Adam Thielen. They gave him the contract. They gave DJ Chark some money. So it's probably those two. And then it's Terrace Marshall versus Jonathan Mingo. And then it's where do all of these guys actually line up when on the field together? What do you make of the Panthers? It's strange. I, I assume that, you know, Thielen's a veteran in there and they've got a lot of these guys, like you said, like Terrace Marshall's a big question mark. Jonathan Mingo, they took really high. I mean, some, they're going to need somebody to emerge because their clear alpha's gone and DJ Moore, they had to trade him to get up to that number one pick. Um, I, I, I'm having a hard time. I mean, probably the cheapest one in fantasy is the one I'll take a, a shot on just to have a little bit of something, something. But this is a this is a bizarre situation because it's not ideally how you want to build a team. Ideally, you want to have the pieces around your quarterback when you draft the quarterback. Now, the Bears weren't able to do that. The Lions, that's kind of what they're trying to do, right? So, so I I just don't see this offense being a, a very good offense with a rookie quarterback. So, I mean, for fantasy purposes, I you're probably avoiding it and maybe taking some shots on it as, as much as I hate to say it, probably Adam Thielen. Oh, but it makes you feel so dirty inside saying that like, you know, trust in Adam Thielen at age, what 33 now 32. Yeah, but he's going to be the one they gave him yep. the wide receiver one contract. They tried to get DJ Chark for a little bit more or a little bit less money overall, but longer term per year, I suppose. So, didn't work out. He signed a one-year deal. So, obviously, they're more committed to Thielen. And by the end of the year, Mingo is going to mix his way in. So, it looks like Marshall's going to be the odd man, man out there. And in Houston, there's going to be some odd men out because I know they gave Robert Woods the contract, but his contract's only $8 million a year. That's a lot given what we saw in free agency, but it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. He could easily be beaten out. Nico Collins can easily be beaten out. John Mechie's still trying to return to the field. Amari Rogers isn't anything. Tank Dell, love Tank Dell. He can get open at will, but he is a small, slight guy. That leaves the door open for one Xavier Hutchinson to seize a starting receiver role for the Texans in year one, and if not year two. 
Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that if anybody has been paying attention, you know, to Mock Draft Live or the Writers Roundtable or any anything where I have a, a platform to talk, you know, I love Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. All I did was watch him get open against Iowa. His tape is fantastic, fantastic route runner. Uh, when you look at this receiving core in, in the Texans, I know he went, fell to the sixth round, but if you're thinking of landing spots, you know, with the CJ Stroud, who he could connect with right away. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, the names. I mean, these are not names that are going to be hard to beat out. Robert Woods, Nico Collins, John Mechie, Amari Rogers, Tank Dell is a great route runner too, but he's what? 160 pounds, 170 pounds. He's a smaller receiver. Xavier Hutchinson has that size he can move around the field a little bit he can play outside he's a pro he's one of my favorite prospects and i think he found a day three landing spot that gives him a chance now it's risky but but in you know he's probably sitting on your waiver wire in in a dynasty league i mean maybe he got drafted in the fourth or fifth round i saw him i saw him going late in the, in the fifth round in a lot of my drafts and i scooped him up there just to take a flyer on somebody when some of these running backs were off the board. So I, I love the prospect. I, I love the situation, even though he got drafted in you know the sixth round, not ideal. But like you said, there's a path. And that's really, I mean, so you're saying there's a chance for Xavier Hutchinson. I, I think he's, I think he's got as good a chance as any of those wide receivers. Clutch Hutchinson, professor X, the guy already has nicknames, <laughs> Coming into the NFL too, Xavier Hutchinson, I love it. And I, I always have said that you get one per class. This is something that I have believed for the past couple of years. Last year it was Kyle Phillips for me. I think he could still be a, a, a player, but you get one day three wide receiver per class. Running back is a different story because those guys just take an injury and they can break out. But one day three wide receiver, and it is clearly Xavier Hutchinson. Absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited about a day three guy, you know, like, I mean, what name, another name, another day three wide receiver in this class that has the opportunity in front of them that Xavier Hutchinson does. And I don't know, I just anybody I talk to about him too, because when I feel very strongly on a player, uh, who do I talk to? You know, I talked to Cody about it. Cody loves him. You know, I I was had the opportunity to talk to uh, oh Alex Dunlap at the draft house about him. He was a big fan of Xavier Hutchinson. So everybody that I trust that I talk to, you know, I th I think Action Jack's a big fan. I mean, so many people that dedicate a lot of time to watching a lot of film love this guy. So it confirms my suspicions. I think that Xavier Hutchinson has more than a good chance. To, to make the most out of this opportunity, even though it is a sixth round opportunity. It's a great sixth round opportunity. And Joe her Joe Eber arguing in bad faith draft capital is important unless it doesn't fit the narrative being presented. Absolutely not. You get one per class draft capital. Doesn't matter for one player per class at wide receiver. That's it. You get one. It's Xavier Hutchinson. If you were listening, you would know that. But well, well, in the cost, it doesn't cost you anything. Like, like if you have a roster spot, why not? I mean, it, all these running backs are are going like before, like the Evan Hulls of the world, the Trey McBrides of the world. They're off the board in rookie drafts before Xavier Hutchinson is going. So it's not costing you anything. I mean, the worst case scenario is what he doesn't do any. Like, okay, 
He doesn't perform. Uh, he's a six-round rookie. That doesn't cost you anything. All right. Well, what we're what we're arguing for is that we thought this guy should have been drafted higher than he than he was. And what we're saying is, what do you got to lose, man? Nothing. You have nothing to lose by picking up Xavier Hutchinson off your waiver wire. It's a win-win-win, like in the office. Everybody wins. So I don't I don't understand. Like uh, anyway, like go get Xavier Hutchinson. He's free. Go get Xavier Hutchinson, absolutely. Puka Nakua, he is that guy for some people. I'd rather have Xavier Hutchinson. I'm not out on Puka. He is going to have an opportunity to see the field early in his career. He could very easily beat out Van Jefferson by next year. Jefferson might be in the last year of his deal, too. I can't remember, but I'd still yeah. give me Xavier Hutchinson. Give me Xavier I Hutchinson. We, we taught Puka's a good one, too. Puka's a good one. Puka's got that similar path we talked about him last night on the writers roundtable jonathan lang shout out to him he brought up puka nakua and that's that's another good one so again puka nakua xavier hutchinson these are guys i know they're receivers and i know they're receivers in day three and but like jack says we, we find like some of these sometimes these guys find a way and they don't cost you anything right now there's no risk at all so go go get them and it's not going to cost you what it costs to get Kendra Miller. It seems as though the hype, even though he can't actually practice right now, it feels as though Kendra Miller, the hype is just growing day by day. He's off on a field by himself, rehabbing that knee injury. He's not practicing with the team, but the beat reporters, all the buzzes. Well, he just looks so different. He's just so big. He is just looks different than all the other rookies he looks like a man and then Kendra Miller comes out and says yeah I didn't get thrown to enough at TCU they they didn't want me to do that but I can do that now that I'm here I get to use the jugs machine I get to play with the tennis ball machine I can catch and I'm going to catch he didn't say this but the implication was when Alvin Kamara is suspended I'm gonna do everything that he can do I love Kendra Miller man like Again, this is a guy who's got, I mean, drafted on day two, drafted where we want him to get drafted. He's going to have the opportunity. Alvin Kamara, like that suspension, like you mentioned, is likely coming around the bend sometime. It didn't come last year, so we'll see. Uh, again, Kendra Miller, if that, you know, this is, again, this is one of the prospects that if you were watching Mock Draft Live, if you're following Player Profiler, that we were ahead on. Cody was, I mean, Shout out to Cody. Cody was ahead on this guy, ahead of the ahead of all these narratives that are now coming out. And this is why you need to stick with us, right? This is why you need to watch Player Profiler today. You know, the Writers Roundtable, Mock Draft Live. We were ahead of this. We were ahead of the steam on this. We knew this guy's good. And the Saints obviously saw something. Now he's got a great situation. And, you know, if you're in these best ball drafts, I'm guessing you want to get him now because this this steam is only going to keep rising the heat's only going to keep getting hotter on Kendra Miller especially when we find out more information about you know like the Alvin Kamara thing when he's got a clear role in this offense which I think he's going to have look out baby like it's it, this is this is one of our guys the steam is rising for Kendra Caliente Harry Snowman on fire tonight much like Kendra Miller is going to be and it sounds as though Anthony Richardson too. Gardner Minshew is even oh. given the guy his flowers, which is I read the quotes. He's got everything you want. This dude really ha got a chance when the backup Gardner Minshew saying that it is clear that Anthony Richardson's the week one starter. 
Absolutely. I mean, how could he not be? I mean, it's this guy. I mean, when you the the clear knock on him, and if I had to do it all over again, I wish when I was in the the media room with Jason Alwine, you know, I, I was kind of nervous. So Jason asked a good question to him, uh, but I kind of wish I would have asked him about his completion percentage in college because I I bet you he would have had a good answer for me because the 53% completion percentage is a layup criticism of Anthony Richardson. But if you follow the Florida program, you would know that it was kind of a disaster, right, last year especially. So this is a kid who was on the move a lot, throwing the ball away. But if you watch the film, and, I mean, credit to, you know, Matt Waldman, people like him were on this guy too. I think he had him at his QB1. The, the guys who break down the film really like this guy. When I watched the film of Anthony Richardson, I was impressed by how he was doing advanced things, you know, reading the defense, making reads, manipulating linebackers with his eyes, working people open down the field, doing advanced things that somebody with a 53% completion percentage, like it didn't match. Those numbers didn't match ever. Like he was throwing the ball away a lot. So I, I think the projection on Anthony Richardson, I think is going to be right. I think he's going to like, he's not a perfect prospect, but there's a lot more to it than just saying, Oh, he's, but he had a 53. How can you, how could this guy like that succeed in the NFL? You watch the Colts got a steal at pick number four. I thought he should have gone pick number one over Bryce young, but we'll see. I mean, he's a heck of a lot bigger than Bryce young. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know you saw the video of Bryce Young yeah. behind his offensive line, but I agree. It's yeah. Rich Rebar is actually the one who swung me on Anthony. Yeah, Rich, Rich too. Yeah, not not that I was out on Richardson. I always was a big fan on Richardson, but the fact that he can start early, the fact that he avoids sacks so well, this is a guy that is going to start quicker than we expect. Much like Mitchell Trubisky, he started pretty early for the Chicago Bears. Didn't work out, but now he signs a big contract extension. Two years, three-year deal total. Now he's making $19 million total over those three years. But you could make up to $33 million. Obviously, this would be the case if something happened to Pickett and he has to step in for a while. But Mitchell Trubisky, he gets paid. Does that hurt just a little bit? Um. You know the Bears were, you know, were so the Bears are much in a much better spot now than when they had Mitch, and I kind of felt, you know, Mitch did. People forget in that season the Bears made it to the postseason in the double doink year. Mitch, I think I'd have to double check this off the top of my head. I think he was Q, third in QBR that year, which is wild. So the Steelers are telling you that they value this guy enough to keep him around i saw that they also have mason rudolph some good continuity in the uh the quarterback room for kenny pickett who we, t- we were talking about kenny pickett last night which good for mitch i never had a problem with mitch i felt like he got a raw deal in chicago i felt like matt Nagy was a little inept a little uh you know matt Nagy should have put him in better situations uh, in Chicago, definitely. So I'm, I'm happy to see Mitch getting paid and getting what, you know, because he was like, I he's he's definitely a quality backup quarterback in the NFL. You can't dispute that, I don't think. But we were talking about Kenny Pickett. And this I think this is great for Kenny Pickett, too, because you, you have the same guys in that room that, you know, Mitch has been there. The, the spotlight was on him in Chicago. I mean, 
handling that pressure is something that Mitchell Trubisky can be a good mentor to Kenny Pickett, I think, and not somebody who's ever going to challenge for the job, really, but just a perfect backup, like, you know, a Chad Henney type or somebody like that, that, you know, Chad Henney, I'm sure was, I mean, you talk Patrick Mahomes would probably speak the world of Chad Henney, you know? So I think it's fantastic for both for Mitch, but also for Kenny Pickett, because I think Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy for them for the foreseeable future, or they they that they definitely want that to be the case. And I think he is. I, I've I've talked about it repeatedly. I think Kenny Pickett is a starting quarterback in the NFL. How high his ceiling is is in question. But if you have Kenny Pickett, you know you have a starter in the NFL. So we'll see how he he develops over his rookie contract. Mitch is going to help that. Finally, on the Bears, though, we do have to talk just a little bit more about the Bears. I know, shocker, and you're so disappointed yeah. you didn't want to, but... Darn, we have to talk about the Bears. It breaks my vi- heart. Did you see the video earlier today of the Bears, how the trade for Jalen Carter came to be? No, I, I actually haven't seen this, Jack. You're, you're breaking... Action Jack is breaking some news to... Uh, go figure. That's That's basically what you do all the time. It came just before the show actually started, not too long. I think it was like 6.30 my time that it broke. or Yeah, 6.30 okay. my time it broke. But anyways, it was very it was very clear what happened. The Bears got the call. The Eagles said, okay, we, 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 we want to move up. We want Jalen Carter. We want to move up. And the Bears, they had no other offers on the table, but they're like, oh, you're taking Jalen Carter. We're not taking Jalen Carter. You'll give us what? Well, yeah, we'll give you a fourth. Okay, so the Bears, they knew that no one else was trading up for Jalen Carter. They knew the Eagles weren't going to take their guy, and yet they still got an extra fourth round pick. And the likely they probably didn't want to move back too much because I'm guessing that Darnell Wright was their guy. And I'm guessing if Darnell Wright was available for the Titans, I'm guessing the Titans probably would have took Darnell Wright is what I'm guessing. So if they wanted Darnell Wright, they couldn't slide back any farther than number 10. And that's what they did. They pick up an extra fourth round pick for next year. Bada bing, bada boom. Ryan Poles is the best general manager the Bears have ever had in my lifetime. And that I know that's not saying much. I know that's not saying much. But I, I you know, as a Bears fan, how can you not be happy with what they're doing? I know the Jervon Dexter pick, that's that's a projection pick. Uh, some of, some of my Bears brethren were hoping for John Michael Schmitz at that pick. The, I know the Giants. That's kind of who they thought the Bears were gonna were gonna take with that video that uh, that came out today of the Giants war room. Uh, so that 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 was kind of surprising. But I think you know you can't argue with the position there, the defensive tackle, uh, a pass rusher, which is the Bears so desperately need. But you have to love what Ryan Poles is doing. I mean. I, I am excited for this season, more excited than I've been in a long time as a Bears fan to see Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and a lot of these pieces that the Bears have added. And it was just so effortless. I'll have to send you the video after, but it was just yeah, so Yeah, I'd love to see it. It was just, uh, who do you want? Okay, yeah. What will you give us? Okay, yeah, done. And, <laughs> and, and that was it. It's just the guy yeah. has complete command of the room. And that's how you have a draft as good as the Bears had. And that's how you land DJ Moore. And yes, we were talking before the show, but everyone deserves to see this. I mean, just look at him. Look at DJ Moore. He was born to wear that Bears jersey. 
Oh, it's like, I mean, it's like they probably should have drafted him in the first place. But, you know, all paths lead to where you're supposed to go. Sometimes in life, you have to go through hard times, Jack. You got to go through hard times uh, to, and you have to learn some lessons, right? You don't, you can't just get handed everything right away, right? DJ Moore spent time in Carolina. Now, now he's ready in Chicago to take the Bears to the promised land with Justin Field, Justin Fields. It might not be this year, but man, are we heading in a good direction? Let's go. The Bears are back, baby. Seth. Thank you for coming on the show. Before we get you out of here, we got to plug all your pluggables. You got Writer's Roundtable. We've got all the articles that you're editing. Anything else that you're working on right now? Yeah, Writer's Roundtable, uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central. Myself and Matt Babich, uh, we co-host that. We had the Podfather on last night, so go check that out uh, when this is over. Um, yeah, the articles, news and articles section. We Action Jack's got an article coming out tomorrow. Uh, that's going to break down the rookie mini camp. So look up, be on the lookout for that. And you gotta, you gotta be plugged into the newsletter too. You gotta go subscribe to the newsletter. That's going to basically sum. That's one, th- one sh- email that's got like everything that player profiler is working on. And you just have to stay tuned. I mean, y- you gotta, I mean, sign up for this all in package. Jack mentioned the promo code Jack. I won't say my promo code, but it's pretty obvious what it is. It's, it's my name. It doesn't matter what promo code you use, uh, but it's things are happening at Player Profiler, man. It's it's exciting talking behind the scenes. It's a lot of stuff we can't talk about yet, but be on the lookout for it. Stay tapped in, and you gotta you gotta watch Player Profiler today. How could you not watch Player Profiler today? You get to see DJ Moore looking fly as hell in his Bears jersey, and you get a you know you get people like Aaron St. Dennis coming on the show last night. The, the mad scientist. I mean, what? I just, I can't say enough good things, man. Player profiler is where it's at, and it's where you need to be. So check out everything on this channel, and that's all I got.